So my name is Pauline Puma. I'm originally from Cameroon. And I came in this country and I have um, a creative family with my husband. And um, because of uh, the, the way I saw the way they were um, uh, teaching Africa at school, I was not very, very happy with that. So I start just uh, doing some game with my children and based on that, I create the Africa Memory Game. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. That was a way for me, like a point of reference for my children to learn about Africa. And uh, while playing, they start learning and they start their curiosity, help them to learn more. They love it. And we decide, hey, why we cannot bring this game to our friend, to the diaspora, to everyone who wants to learn about Africa? So it's the way that uh, I became kind of game inventor and create more games on Africa. All right. Now, let, let's take some time to learn a little bit about you. As you already understand, because you participated in one of the events that I organized uh, about storytelling. That, that is yeah. where we met, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So we are really into storytelling here. So mm -hmm. help me understand a bit about you, your early childhood. You grew up in Cameroon, right? Yes, sir. Take us to those days. Okay, so I grew up in Cameroon with uh, the love of, you know, uh, African kids cannot express more uh, how childhood is in Africa because people have the image of Africa as poverty and everything. But as, a as children, we don't see all of that. I remember like uh, growing up with uh, uh, hand games, feet uh, uh, games, with uh, the 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 rope, you know how to dance, the music, and all of that, and also uh, soccer because we are in Cameroon. We love soccer, like everybody know. We love soccer. So when uh, we arrive in Europe or we arrive in America, is when you discover the poor image they have on Africa, and you are kind of shocked. You say, "Hey, this is not." the Africa I know. This is not the one, you know, the, the, the one with your mom, with the, the, the smell of the food, with the, the dance, with the last. There's so many things that are missing in the transmission of the what is Africa. So I say this, my children will miss it if I don't tell the story the right way. So I grew up there and then I did my study and uh, I, I, I create my family in, in America. And I found that my children will not have the same uh, heart for Africa if I'm, I don't get involved. So and it starts with my daughter who came once and asked me if I have AIDS when I was a child. And I asked her why. She said when she was at school at uh, Black History Month, they showed them video with children of Africa who have AIDS. And I was so shocked. I was shocked. I said, why did we show that to a child? Okay, let me see what you have at school as material for school. 
And I look around, I look, my son say, no, we don't have really anything about Africa. We don't even have a map of Africa in school. So the only one who has uh, something was uh, this seventh grade child who was studying one country on Africa. And every year uh, per country, they would choose one country. They would choose like Ghana or they would choose Ethiopia or perhaps South Africa, one country only to represent all 54 countries. So I said, this is not normal. You need to learn more. You need to learn more. You cannot identify uh, Africa like one country. You cannot do that. And we start creating from scratch, uh, question, answer, question, answer. And uh, when you don't know, you pay something just like an incentive. And we build the Africa memory game that way. I say, hey, how about putting this together and making it exactly like a game anyone would like to see, you know? So as family are playing, they are learning. They are learning about each other. And then I found that that actually is helping us also African because you, Nigeria is the neighbor of Cameroon, but how many people know exactly like uh, uh, what is the capital of Nigeria? There's a lot of Africans who don't know. A lot of them, you ask them, they will tell you Lagos. They will tell you, you understand. Some some don't know that Abuja is the, is one of the main cities. Some don't know Ibadan. Some don't know. So it's helping also Africans to learn about each other. And Nigeria, Cameroon, they are even close. Perhaps they may know. But how about people from Cameroon learning about Botswana? How about you in Botswana learning about Egypt? So I say this is a game that can bring people together and unite them through knowledge. And then I saw also, how about the diaspora? How the diaspora will get there? Because the diaspora is so willing to learn. They are hungry. The Caribbean and all of these, they are hungry. But if we are learning about the history, they are learning about our history. How about us also learning about their history, the game inventor in the Caribbean or the American? So I did also a Pan-African version of the African memory game where children from the both sides or family from the both sides can learn about each other main facts. So. Thank you so much for that. There is a, there is a lot on the plate there that we are going to explore uh, just now. Uh, but first, you did make mention of... Um, uh the games that that you used to participate in in africa uh you see there is a lot of it looks like uh, a pandora open for me now and i don't even know where, where i'm going to start first you see uh, when i go to italy in 2004 at a point i sort of be like a like a kind of a rebel in like what you're saying on it like i would try to understand what is the story of other people like me in italy because I met a lot of people in Italy, you know, that are of African descent, African immigrant, um, as people would prefer to call us. Then I was asking, what is their story? I really didn't find anything I could hold on to. Of course, I could go to maybe the missionary, uh, uh, um, the European missionary or Italian missionary who go to Africa, who talk about Africa. That is no lacking at all in my city, where I live or in Italy as a whole. But... I look at this image, the representation that they have. They still have most of them today. When you go to a trade fair uh, all across Italy, you still have many of these uh, missionaries who are speaking for Africa. 
the image, the representation, the choreography that they have do not represent us. So I couldn't find myself in it. It's more like the NGO and the the, this, the game that they have, I guess, that they have going on in Africa, which they say they are speaking for African people. Exactly. So I didn't see myself in that story. So from then I wrote my actually my first book here in Italy, which I titled Still Owe Me Goodbye. Talking about just a normal life. I didn't want to do anything extraordinary. I just mm -hmm. want to say this is how I grew up in Africa. Me and other children, how we used to play, how we used to have fun. I didn't say we live in a glass house, but at least in that story, you can see the human being in it. It's not like we didn't need anybody to give us a source of livelihood. The story was simply the people in relationship to their natural environment. Exactly. Agriculture, have, they have festival, we go to school, we have fun. Of course, there are poverty. Yes, nobody is denying that. But you dare not take away our humanity. Mm. It is absolutely important. And there also, I make mention of different games that we used to get involved in. Because that is how we manage to understand who we are now, our culture and the rest of it. Because I think life is a web of experience. All right. Now, tell me a bit about that. What kind of game were you playing in Africa? We are coming back to we are coming to your game just now. But first of all, oh, sure. we are still in Africa. The sure. game you were playing, why in Cameroon? Tell oh, me everything you want to tell me about that. Yes, we 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 and uh, what is good to be is that when I arrived in Europe, I used those games. I will tell you after, but let me go back to the game. So when we were at school, before entering the class or after at the recess, what we do is we have a lot of game, like the hand game. You're, and this one, I think you find it in Tanzania, you find it in, in Cameroon, in Nigeria and everything. We have a game called, we say, Amina, Amina, Mina Tele, Mi Ba, Ayesi Ba. I think many of us know those games. They are like childhood games. And when you go across Africa, you find the same game. So when people were migrating, they were still use the same game. It's a hand game where we touch hand, we touch and everything. And it has a song, it has a melody. And we see who's the fastest after. We have a lot of game where uh, we, we hold hand and people are running around us. And after, at the end of the song, we hold you in the middle and we ask you a question and you choose where you want to go and you go behind the person. And after, at the end, we do like a tug of war. So we have another game where um, is uh, we, we use the hand, we use the feet. We use the hand, we use the feet and we will play and we, we, we do, uh, we have to have a matching pair. If we open the 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 the, the feet at the same time or you close is a remark point like that so all of those what they we create is like i don't know i think that if we go and start analyzing them they create that bond between us children and they help us to develop like uh, i don't know communication i don't know joy i don't i don't know all of this were part of us and why I say uh, it has an impact, let me tell you an experience I have. When I arrived in Europe and I was a student, a uh, law student as well, 
I, I couldn't find a job. I, we, they, they were not giving job to students. Let's say that we couldn't find. So I decided to create this association called uh, African F Friendship. And we were using the game. I decided that I will use the game to play with the children, with European children. I will use African game to play with European children. We have so much success, Obey. I will tell you that one day they brought us the most rebellious children in the city. There was a city uh, I remember called uh, Malakov, where they have children. And when they bring you the children, the counselor who are bringing you the children, they tell you, oh, the parents are on drugs, the parents are on alcohol. It's just a waste of funding because these children don't obey nobody. They don't listen to nobody. So they, they really, and it was like, okay, let's give these children to this African lady. So we'll see what she will do with them because they are like the one nobody wants. And they left us with the children and they left the place. When they came back one hour after, the children were sitting around us and they were listening. We were doing storytelling, telling them different story. You know, like we have story with uh, uh, the lion and the, the, the different story with tortoise and all of these. And we, we use expression. We use African game. We use drum. Sometimes we, we put them in our story. They didn't want to leave the place. They were all amazed by everything we were telling them. And I was telling them, the, 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 the counselor came back and said, what did you do? We said, we just treat them. They are children. We tell them the story as African. We just tell them the story as it is. We don't try to entertain them. We are telling them the story and they are interested by what we are doing. They are, how could I say, they were amazed by the whole thing and they start playing like children. They start playing like children. I said, because you, you come with stereotypes. You think, okay, his parent is a drunkard. He will never be interested. No, he's a child before being the child of a drunkard. So it's uh, a little bit to tell you that um, the Africa, some people are looking with the wrong eyes. Is actually the Africa we need to keep, you know, that, that, that humanity we have, that love we have, and without looking at the material first, is what we need to keep because it's, it's very important and it's less and less. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Uh, before we get into the game that you are um, inventing and how you are using it as for social engagement in the United States today, mm -hmm. uh, when you look back to Cameroon, because right now you're in the United States, you're not in Cameroon. No. Do you do you think people are still playing those games you used to play when you were a child, or which all of us play uh, when we were children back then in Africa? I'm not even talking of 200 years ago, only a few years ago. What do you think about that? Do you think they are still playing those games today? I think they still play because when they have like uh, the youth uh, youth um, anniversary, we have an anniversary of the youth. They, they, some school come and display some of those games. So I think they still, they still play those games. And um, I brought that game also the last time because I do uh, 
presentation in school also, apart from the game, I do presentation of Africa in some schools, school in DC, in, in Maryland, in different school. And I go sometime with my embassy just to present. And what I do with those schools when they come uh, or to the museum or to the embassy, I use the same game. I took the whole classroom the last time. There were like, uh, I think, uh, seven grade or something like that. And I taught them the Amina game. And they were there, Amina. All of them, trust me. What the teacher told me is because they have to take a bus to go back at school. They played the game all the way to the school. And they brought the game to the school and start teaching the other class how to play that game of Amina. Because we have to understand with the society here so sophisticated, perhaps they have cell phone and they are not interested in anything or interacting with people. But when you put them back in an environment where they can touch each other and talk without having anything that is, you know, just you bring them back to, I cannot say childhood because you don't want them to be babies. No, but you bring them back to natural um, way of expression. They get it and they love it. The teacher sent us email to say how they were transmitting what we have taught them to the older children in the school. That is actually the power of storytelling. You know, the other day uh, when I was... Um... Uh, talking about that was another event, another because we do audio event uh, two weeks. Of course, we are taking up doing it every week now because we find it to be very useful, very important. Where different people connect from different parts of the world. Of course, if you are listening to us, you are not yet participated in our uh, LinkedIn audio event. We invite you to join us from time to time. We do it every two weeks, but now we are going to probably be doing it every week because we find it to be very helpful for us, uh, particularly for the African diaspora. Uh, who are looking for a way to connect with other African diaspora because that is our intention here. Mm-hmm. We believe that everyone has a story to tell. So if you believe that you have a story to tell or you want to listen to the story of other people, come around. Okay. We love you. We believe that we have something to share. We believe in that you have a story to share and we want to listen to your story too. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, the reason that story works is that it connects to world in a way that nothing else can touch us because it touches into our very emotion, our very mechanism, how we function mm-hmm. as entity, as human being. So it is more profound than we can ever study in school. Now, how did you decide to put this work together? This your game, how did you decide to put it together uh, so that they can become something to offer to schools, to institutions, to places so that people can have value for it? Tell me about how you decide to organize it, package it, and the rest of it. That is important for me. Yeah, I think that is uh, is it started around the table in my own house with my children. I have four children, and I was seeing how the game was impacting them, impacting them. The the player like we we the game it take like two to four people to play, but when we were playing, we were four. My daughter was at least, um, she was like, at that time, she was like five years old. She usually not know like the, the, the meaning of the question and everything, but she was attracted by the color of the flag and everything. I had also a game with flag. And I found that when we are playing, actually she was 
retaining most of the the flag. This is Cameroon. This is Senegal. This is Nigeria. This is. I say, wow. So, the earlier you start, the better it is for the children to retain things about Africa. So, don't think that when they will be old, they will get into the books themselves. No. So, we start at home from scratch. I will color the paper. I will do things and everything. I ask them questions. They answer and everything. And I tell them. Why, what do you think about this? Or oh, is it too difficult as a question or you think it's about? So I, I build everything with them. I chose the color with them. I chose the, the way uh, someone, we, we did the game trial at home. And then we say, okay, we need it in such a way that it can be commercialized. So at least we, we can uh, invest in it and then see how we can build something bigger than that. And uh, then we hire someone, a specialist to do that, like a designer and all of this. But everything was uh, built at home. Everything we want, we just transmit the idea to the specialist and he did like uh, the, the, the package we like, he did the design we like and everything. But we start at home. So it's exactly what we want that we gave to him for him to create. He didn't have to add any idea or anything. He just has to build what my children and I were thinking we will uh, put together for the world to know. And we knew also that this one will help not only our own family, but it will help the older family. And is 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 what you are doing about storytelling. I love it. Why? Because. We are diaspora. When I do event, I have another event I will talk to you about called Teaching Africa Day. We in the diaspora, we are hungry. We are hungry to know about the other black people. We are hungry to know each other. We are hungry to build something together. You understand? And storytelling is the best way to do the bridge because when I know your story, I know you better. Everything you don't know, you're afraid of it. And why being afraid of it? So you create all kind of barrier for the person not to come closer to you. But when you tell me your story, I get closer to you. And I, I give an example like, uh, I remember how uh, uh, Africa was represented before Nollywood. You will tell me, okay, it's another expression. But Trust me, Nollywood changed a lot the way we see Nigeria and Africa because I will meet people who are American, who are buying, at that time we were buying tapes before uh, Netflix and all of this. We buy tapes. So a movie were coming every Friday and I will go and buy the movie. I will meet in the store, African-American, I will meet Caribbean, I will meet, and we are all in the store trying to get the next one. And one will tell you, oh, I watch it. This is not really, the end, I didn't like it and everything. And this is the diaspora dis discussing in a store. And we are all buying Nigeria movie. Why? We can find ourselves in those people. You can imagine, okay, she's perhaps from a poor village, but you imagine also what happened in your village, but it's the same. So we are the same everywhere we are. We have the same story everywhere. So telling the story helps us to come closer to each other. And then after that, we have a multiplication of festival, African festival, Pan-African festival, where actually you find 
all of the diaspora. Why? Because there's so true movie that we are alike. We have the same story. So we come and find ourselves listening to the same dance, to the same music, and, and we became closer and closer. But it starts with Nigerian movie. Thank you for that. that. That is what story does for us. Story humanizes us. It makes us human. Um, mm -hmm. Stories are powerful uh, in that it gives us identity. It gives us name. It builds us. It makes us who we are. Exactly. Now, apart from the father's story, actually uh, gives us also the vision, the dream but he also managed to help us to be able to find our place in the world. Mm -hmm. And story also helped us to be alive. I remember in one of, in one of the books in the series, the five book series on storytelling uh, that I just finished, mm -hmm. I was saying that how could our ancestors in Africa many thousands of years ago have been able to survive. They managed to survive because of the story that they know, because of the information that they know. Mm -hmm. In that they were cohabiting this small space in the world with some of the most dangerous animals in the world. How could they manage to survive? Because they know where the danger is to avoid. Mm -hmm. Not only that, they also know where the food is to go. Exactly. Because you need to eat. At this time, there was no agriculture. Agriculture has not yet been invented this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you still need to eat. Because Human beings eat from the, uh, from the fruit of the earth. And that fruit of the earth need to, is basically a cycle. You know, in, the, in, um, in economics, where you are growing up, that is what they call food web, and um, mm -hmm. food, food chain and food web. In that what you eat have a way of going back and turning back again. But what I'm actually saying there is that before agriculture was invented, you needed to know where the food is so that you can eat. Exactly. And you need to know what to avoid because you can't mm -hmm. eat everything now. How do you know mm -hmm. what to eat? All mm -hmm. these are stories. Mm -hmm. You see, so storytelling, I think, is very powerful. It is something mm -hmm. that we should all be learning about because mm -hmm. it helps us to, to know who we are and it humanizes who we are. Mm -hmm. And in the time of war, too, it helps us to define what we need to fight for and what we need to die for. And even beyond that, it also gives us where we need to go when we die. What you are saying is true. What you are saying definitely true. That is uh, not only humanize us, it bring us closer. It learn, it help us know our history. Because even if you are, <laughs> I remember once when you are talking, I remember once I went to Chicago, okay? And I brought 400 games in Chicago, 400. So it was like a pyramid. It was huge. And um, on that time, uh, I remember why I'm telling this story, I don't even know. But on that time, I, uh, by the end of the festival, it was an African festival on five days. On that time, I went on radio, exactly like you, someone interviewed me in the morning. And he asked me, why you bring so many games? Why you did even this game now? And I look at, at him just simply and I say, because I think it's a time the black people come together. He look at me. He said, why you can say something like that? I say, hey, this is a time I feel is a time that through uh, 
I use perhaps my game, you use storytelling or we use different means, but this is the time for the black race to come together because we have been disseminated everywhere. And she said, uh, okay, can you tell me why? And I tried to tell her why I create my game. Actually, I create my game like a tool to do a bridge, but at the same time to bring people together through knowledge. Because if I know what you know, B, and you know what Paulette know, hey, we have something in common. We have knowledge, okay? So I say, this is why. And what happened in that festival, Obey, I didn't know the power of radio. Before the end of that night, I've sold all of my game. I have grandma who came from, I don't know which part of Chicago, they bought like 10 games. The other one, just because I say, this is the time that the black race has to come together. And then it was the same year where President Obama became president. And he, we didn't even have the result yet. But we have to understand that it's true means like storytelling. We are coming together. And uh, you have been in my link, but I never, never click. It's the title of your, um, of your the, the title you chose the last time. Yes, when I saw that's where I saw storytelling, I say, hey, <laughs> this is where I think I, I can hear something that is interesting for me. You understand? Because it's what we have tried to do since. We have tried to do, and we have tried to do that for the youth. We have some t-shirt called, uh, teaching the next generation about Africa. And the, the event is called Teaching Africa Day, where we bring all kind of material and we bring storyteller as well to talk about Africa. And that is the Africa we know. It's not the one on TV. It's not the one brought by medias and everything. It's the one we know. And we address that day the youth from all different Part. Some people travel even to come to our event, but it's just to tell them, hey, this is what we want to leave you guys. You have to understand that. The Africa we know, the, the, the love we have for everything is something we need to transmit to you. Because if we leave it to the media, if we leave it to the TV, they will not do a, a such a great job. So is uh, I Thank think- you so much. Thank you so much. I, I'm so proud of you. You brought about 400 games to Chicago. So tell me, how do you package this game in the sense of, is it like in a form of book? Is it no. like in a form of... Uh, yeah, explain, you, explain do you the have Monopoly yeah. at home or Scrabble or do you have Trivia Spools? It's, it's not a book. It's a board game. You see? It's a board game. So it's a foldable. Inside you have uh, the board that is folding four. And it's, you can open the board like that. And on, yeah, on the board is the map of Africa. It's a 3D map with underneath you have the country. So when you are in South Africa, you can see you're in South Africa, then you cross you enter, you, you can enter Mozambique, and then you enter, you go Tanzania, you go all around. So it's like a race of knowledge on the continent. You go uh, through different countries, but everywhere you step, you have a question. You have a question like, what is the capital? 
uh, what Ibadan is it the, the 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 largest city? Let's say in largest city, or is it the most populous city in, in Nigeria? Of course, no. It's Lagos who's the most populous. So you have different questions like that. You have question of history. You have question of geography. You have question of culture, and you have also the main uh, people we know. The main the the main factor about personalities. You have uh, like uh, I have the I didn't know I discovered the model Fela Ramson Kuti. Uh, with the uh, Abeokota and uh, and all of her political things, so I go in uh, not only um, in uh, things that uh, will interest people, but I'm, I go in personality that people need to uh, go after and look at the history, how they look at the life, at the story. You understand? Uh, I have also uh, Caribbean, I have uh, inventors, I have uh, uh, historian. Now also, what I do is I do the game in English and French because obey. now you are talking only to the speaking, English speaking people. But have you imagined that in Africa, you have 30 countries speaking French. So if you are learning the story, there's a big part of it that you are missing when you are not speaking French. There's a big part of Africa. So I try to mix things from the Francophone speaking Africa with the Anglophone speaking Africa. Now, what is the reception of the people? How, what do you need to say about that? Like, when you uh, expose the people to this uh, story, to these tools that you have created, because I really look at it as, a, of course, you, you also use the word tool. Uh, when mm -hmm. you expose people to this tool, what do they tell you? What, what do you get oh, as a kind of a feedback? They love it. There's even one museum curator who say, I dream about it, but I didn't know someone who really sit down and do it. Because a lot of people say it has so much work that is, is, is just amazing that you was able to have that concept. I say uh, it, it took me time, but I think is what we need now is every time we need something, instead of complaining, let's try to see how we can create it. You understand? So uh, is uh, the concept that I have, and when I send it, because I sold it in, um, in America, I sold, almost 10,000 pieces in America, but there's uh, two or three people who bought some for Nigeria. I think for Nigeria, it's like around 250 I was able to sell. And in Congo, I have a company who bought like 300 for the employees, gift and things like that. And uh, Senegal, same thing. Senegal, I went even ahead and I created a company in Senegal just to sell the game. And uh, I think the, they love it. They love the fact that they can learn about other country. And they love the fact that it's one thing that is focused on Africa. So it's, I think it's welcomed by the population, by the public. All right, that is fine. There's another interesting part of it that I really want you to spend some time on just now, which is the entrepreneurial part of it. Because, you know, uh, like I've always said here, one thing is to know how to tell story. One thing, all of us actually are storytellers, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. But to tell stories strategically, not all of us know how to do that. Now, you know this game. You are not the only person that knows this game. 
but you are leveraging it because mm -hmm. you know how to leverage it. Mm -hmm. That really is a different. Tell me, how do you manage to learn that entrepreneurial aspect of it so that even though other people might know this same game, but yours is different because you can market it, people can see value in it, and then they can exchange their income for it. Tell me about that. So uh, what we, I can say is before he was just a hobby, but then he became a business. Okay, so you have to understand that you have first to give value to what you're saying. Like you, you have storytelling. You give value to what you are saying and you see the impact in the future. But now you have to be able to transform it to something that you can monetize. That means that you need to sit down and look at the, what can attract people to your product. What can attract First, you have the box, you have the color, you have uh, the expression, you have, uh, how could I say, there's so much details you have to bring in a, in, a, in a box in order for you to sell it. That is in marketing, okay? When you see a product out there and you want to, what can attract you? You have to work on all of those aspects. Of course, your heart is inside. Whatever you want to transmit is inside your story, inside the box here. But you have to work on the uh, packaging in order for you to make it attractive. That you need to, if you have to take class, if you have to teach yourself, if you have to do some work. I have to learn like things like uh, uh, the design, you know, Adobe Photoshop or Adobe. I have to learn it by myself. I have to self yeah, go and try to learn it just in order for me to make sure that every time I'm hiring someone to do that, it will not cost me too much money. So I need to do a part of it. And then I have to check. I want my game to be in competition with Monopoly, with Scrabble, with the other game. So how will I study the price of my game? I learn on that too. I learned also how do I approach the, the store to distribute my game? Which store can distribute my game? Can anyone be addressed? I have to learn to the, uh, on that too. Now I chose a way also is working with parents because a lot of parents are looking for material to sell, to, 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 to study for the children. Homeschooler and everything are looking for material. What is the best thing then to have the parent doing that for you? Distribute your game. A parent will tell, hey, I've learned so much with this game. I've played with my children, but now they are showing the other family. If you play the African memory game with your children, they will learn. They will learn about their identity. They will learn about where they are coming from. They will learn about Africa. So parents start doing that for me through also telling the story. Oh, the lady who has created that, she created that for her children and she tells the story behind. People are interested because it's human. It's human. They can relate to that. So that is a little bit. I hope I answered. So um, where, where do you see the future of this game that you have created? I mean, as people are looking into the future, where do you see it going? What I see is uh, some a lot of people are asking me for the application. 
But I told them that it's not bad to have an application, but I don't want the application to kill actually the actual game because it's a family game. You come together as a family and you learn you ask each other question as a family and you are learning also. It's like this time we have where the parents usually tell a story and we answer back. It's kind of, it's a bond. You cannot have that much with a machine. So it's why um, I can see an application in the future. I can see an application like, uh, why not competition of knowledge? I'm here in, in the US, Obey, you are there in, perhaps in Nigeria, and we are competing on our knowledge. Why not? And um, I see also many, uh, uh, this is just the whole Africa, but I can see also different sets for to, uh, not only Africa, but let's study in deeper like uh, the Caribbean. Why not? Let's study deeper like, uh, I don't know, uh, just the, the, the main personalities we have in the uh, black, in the black history, all of them together. Let's study only. So there's so many uh, diverse way we can use to add to this game. And I have also one. Perhaps it will be more interesting for you. Uh, there's a lady who gave me a book once, and she was the former minister of uh, commerce of Liberia. What she did, Obey, and I think you will love her book. She went throughout Africa and asked different young people, how do you see Africa of tomorrow? What did you do? And how do you see Africa of tomorrow? And her book is called Emergent Leadership of Africa. Her name is a, a minister. She's a former minister, Olubanke King of Liberia. Okay. So when she discovered my game, she came to me and she said, oh, I love your game and everything. But tell me, what can you do with something like my book? So I took the book and I read, it's more than 88 different young people from Mozambique, Algeria, from Nigeria, from Zimbabwe, from anywhere in Africa that are telling their own story. Somewhere telling story like just an example. He studied uh, all of the good aspects of uh, uh, brown rice. He want to cultivate brown rice when he come back. But he arrived, he found out that Brown rice costs more than white rice. Brown rice, uh, you have uh, less diabetes like with uh, brown rice than white rice. But people love white rice because it's cheaper. So what, what he need to do? He does not know. So what he will do is he will turn around and ask the diaspora. That was the, the mechanism I found in the game. You tell your story. But then the question, the challenge you encounter, you turn around and you ask the diaspora, what will you do? And the answer comes from the diaspora now. The answer comes from the player. So I create a game based on her book where we are telling the story of these many people. And for the question that he asks, we turn around and we ask the diaspora, what will you do? if he was at his place, you see. And that game is already on the market. We did the game in 2017, but it's a great game 
could tell different people's story. And we categorize them in different things. We categorize in good governance, we categorize in economy, and we categorize in uh, health, problem of health. With uh, just an example, in Liberia, they found that, that a lot of people, because of the war, they have a lot of people who are suffering mentally. You know, in Africa, we don't consider that much what is depression or post-war uh, stress or things like that. We, we consider, no, we, we balance it on the religious side, you understand. But you have people who are suffering, really, from PSTD, uh, post-trauma. You have real people. And these people are given sometimes responsibility in the country. So how do you fix the problem? How do you fix a problem of a child soldier who's reintegrated but put in a position where he was not completely healed? So all of this is like through a basic game where people are telling the story. But now, as diaspora, we need to bring the answer. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That, that is powerful. Ah, we, we really will have time to be able to explore that. So what will be your final take here to conclude this conversation? It really has been very uh, interesting and eye-opening. I believe that the audience, the people that are listening to us, they are getting value from it. Conclude okay. your own way. No, I, I believe, like I say, I can give the same answer I gave the last time in the 30 minutes to close that. We are in the time where we need to make available whatever resource we have for the diaspora. Storytelling is one. You have to bring your own story or your own tools in order to change the way our story is, is, is told. So you need to do that effort. Don't just stay and say, okay, perhaps me too, I have a problem of funding or anything, but I use whatever I have in my disposition now in order to gather the people who can change the story, who can make our youth also interest because we have a big problem is our youth is confronted to the civilization, occidental civilization, Western civilization, and they are eating up everything that Western civilization is doing. If we are not careful, we may we may lose them to that. We have to find a way to transmit in order for them to love. I told people, when my son told me they didn't have a map of Africa, he didn't know about Africa. I remember on that time, he was already doing like uh, at school, he was doing uh, stock market, learning to buy stocks and exchange stock. And they have a, a stock market club in the class. I just imagine if that child has 1 million, with what he know about Africa, he will never invest even one cent in Africa. Because in his mind, Africa is poor. Africa is about charity only. I say, no. We need to change the mindset. We need to change that stereotype in order for us to harvest that youth. If not, we are losing them. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. This is really very interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. 
rate and review Obehead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.